Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Hands-On Safety. Uh, it's just two of us today, so with me is Megan. Hello, everyone. And George is conspicuously absent. <laughs> so last month, we were talking about the new safety check features on the iPhone, and we talked some about the privacy settings on the on the A Lady devices, um, and this time we're gonna we're gonna continue that a little bit by talking about the uh, privacy settings for the Google Home devices, um, and then we're gonna we're just gonna cover a few of the new features in Apple that are are geared towards safety. So, Megan, I know you've been looking into this settings of the Google Home app, and um, tell us. Tell us a little bit about what you found there as far as adjusting privacy settings. Okay. So what I was looking into was how to access what Google has been hearing um, from me in my house or whatever's been going on in my house. And so I went in and you the way you need to get to accessing where you can see your activity um, is... When you go into the Google Home app, you go into the settings. It says with voiceover, it says um, account settings signed in as your name. Um, so you click on that and then you go down to manage my Google account. And you are given a whole bunch of different information. It's mm -hmm. quite a good amount of reading. It's not really straightforward, but you're basically looking for um, like, there's a bunch of tabs there and you'll see one called data and privacy. And so you're going to click on that. And when you're in that area, um, it's going to give you a whole bunch more information. Um, and when you go in there for the first time, it's going to give you like a pop-up basically of what your voice history is used for and how, how Google uses it and stuff like that. And then, so you can hit no thanks. Or you can hit agree. Not exactly sure what no thanks is there for. Maybe I just didn't read it properly. But uh, I had agree just for now and was taken into another area with a whole bunch more reading. And um, basically, you're supposed to go down to history. And when you find history, there should be a little tab underneath it that says uh, web and activity or web activity, something mm -hmm. similar to that. And that's where you can customize how you can delete your history, your voice history, basically. And it will show you, you know, what um, in that area you'll see as well, what Google has been hearing and whatnot. So I think I saw something for me. Um, from like a couple of months ago that says stop setting timers or something like that. <laughs> uh, so I got to get a chuckle out of that, but you can manage it. Um, you can have it to auto set it to auto delete after mm -hmm. um, I think the options were like three months, 18 months and 36 months. I don't know why, but that's what I saw just mm -hmm. from looking around. Um, I set mine to three months. Nice. And, um, or of course you could go delete them manually either, which I didn't right. quite go far enough into. So at this point I had been looking around for a while. Um, yeah, the Google it's home a, app it's just is a mess. pretty yeah. 
um it it's not very intuitive um getting in there to figure out where to go where you need to go is is not always easy things aren't where you think they should be sometimes and they can be you know as you've described just getting through this process they can be buried pretty deep yeah. uh, into the app so um you know going yeah, in there and dig. taking the time to look for it of course uh you can always you know look up the instructions uh, online to figure out the auto delete is a nice feature. Yeah, I quite like that. I wish it was more like you could have a little bit more options and maybe I just missed them. Mm-hmm. I'll have to go back in and look, but I was not seeing anything under three months. I would have preferred maybe like weekly or daily. Right. So when you, when you do go and you said you haven't really gotten into this, but when you do go in and delete manually, um, you would be able to clear your history probably for that day, but you would yeah. have to do it. Yeah, manually. you could go you have you could go do it manually, but you can't get it to auto delete. Did you see anything in your reading that indicated that you could just ask your device to delete your recordings? Because I know you're supposed to be able to do that with the with the echo devices or but I'm not sure about the Google. I didn't see anything about that. Right. I don't know if you can do that. I did not see it when I was looking in there today. Mm-hmm. Um, so it might be possible, Maybe. Uh, but I've not tried it. <laughs> Something to play around with later on. Exactly. So yeah, we'll include the instructions for you folks um, in the show notes. And I described it a little bit of a complicated way. It's like three or four steps in the instructions. Um, but I was describing it also from a voiceover pers- perspective. So right, right, yeah, definitely. So, did you notice anything else in the in the Google Home settings that might be useful for adjusting privacy settings or managing that information? Not really. I, honestly, I was kind of coming, like, just going through it quickly to see mm-hmm. if I could, you know, get rid of it. I did notice something though that you can pause your location history um if you use something like google maps and stuff mm-hmm. like that um as well when your, your your google home has access to your location so if you give it that access um so you can choose you can pause it mm-hmm. and also um you can auto delete your youtube history as well apparently oh interesting so yeah there's a lot of options in here mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of stuff in here you can get rid of personal ads. I turned that off today. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, it's just a matter of exploring. And it's just a lot of information as well. So right, prepare yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> just for some light reading. <laughs> just for some light reading, yes. <laughs> it was kind of an interesting investigation. Because I, I went to search around for a while. And I kept just going in circles. Going in circles, uh, yeah. That's, before I ended that's up often my experience. Googling it. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I just was going in circles and I'm just like, okay, like it makes sense if it's under like voices, right. voice and sound or like, you know, this or that. So, yeah, I was going, um, I was going all over the place. So <laughs> I was just like, okay, I'm going to just Google this because, you know, I need to know the answer. Right. Yeah. And and sometimes that's what it takes. 
um, sometimes it's playing around with it and and just trying to figure it out on your own is does it's not always end well. <laughs> it, it just ends in frustration. So, um, oh yeah, you know it can. It's it's worth the the extra few minutes to just go in and and do a search for it. Uh, that kind of stuff is usually pretty easy to find once you once you search. And it was confusing when I first went in there because I was going through the app. And I was mm-hmm. just going down the the main page to see what you could, you know, see. And there's like, there's media, there's call home, there's routines, settings, right. like everything. So I thought it would have been under just the settings, not the account and settings above at the top of the page. You right. Know, account or just settings is down at the bottom. So it's, it's like, okay, you know, I'm wanting to you know look up the information for the specific device so i thought it would be here so that's where i went and started going in circles because i'm just like this doesn't make sense yeah and that's that's often where i've gone wrong too not to get too far down this rabbit hole of (laughs) of digging into the the google app but it it does get confusing when you see settings and then account settings and not sure where to go i did you mentioned that you can you can pause your location tracking, and I believe I have seen that in the Google Map app as well, um, which is a nice option if you are, you know, wanting to kind of keep anybody from from figuring out where you are. Uh, of course, I think you know it, with the iPhone, you can turn off all of that through the safety check feature. You can turn it off all at once so that no matter which app might be able to track you, um, it can it can shut all that down at once. And you don't have to stop and think about which apps might be following you and which ones aren't. You know, it'd be nice. Um, eventually, it would be really nice if, especially since companies are getting more concerned about privacy and stuff, well, people and companies, I think it'd be really cool if there was specifically like on the main page of the app, when you open it, if there was like a privacy button, you mean on the like Google, a, on the in Google the Google Home app, app, or even yeah. or even in the Amazon Echo yeah. app, you know. So it's you don't have to dig for it, right? Because I think I feel like these are important things that companies need to be consider, you know. And so I think it'd be cool if someday if they had that. I digress. I could yeah. go on forever. <laughs> so I do better. A, do better. Yes. <laughs> Everybody do better. <laughs> I had a, a similar experience today with what I was looking at. I was kind of diving into the the compass app on the iPhone and on the Apple Watch. Because with the uh, iOS 16 and Watch OS 9, they added the option of setting waypoints in your compass app on your watch and even backtracking your path to those waypoints or to uh, just one waypoint. And so you can actually go in and record your path that you're going on. And then um, it gives you the option to retrace your steps. And it, according to the information I've read on Apple's website, it, it also has some of the uh, abilities to retrace your steps. If you, even if you didn't start recording a backtracking route, it can possibly pick up your steps. Uh, but you definitely want to, in this case, 
you want to have location services on a precise location in the compass settings on your phone or your watch. And so you are you're actually in this case going in the opposite direction of those privacy settings and you you want it to be able to track you and you want it to be able to get your precise location. It will also give you elevation as well as your current location and the direction that you're headed. Um, of course, Apple says that if there are any kind of magnets around your watch, um, this can affect your compass directions. Um, and some watch bands do have magnets on them, uh, magnet closures. Um, I currently have a metal watch band with a magnet closure, so that could potentially affect the, my compass's ability to accurately give me directions. Uh, so I played with this a little bit today and it wasn't, again, very intuitive. I set a waypoint and then thought that I would go for a walk and then hit backtrack and it would take me back to that back uh, to that waypoint. But when I went to the backtrack option, it actually told me to uh, that it was starting recording. So what I should have done was start my backtrack from my waypoint and then I would have been able to retrace my steps from there. Um, and then, of course, it encourages you to set waypoints along the route to be able to access those um, more easily when you're backtracking so that it will take you to certain spots. And so I'll have to go in and try it again. It was accessible with voiceover, although I suspect I'm not getting a lot of the information that's on the screen visually. Um, so I haven't really been able to get this to work in a way that I can accurately backtrack with voiceover, but I'll, I'll have to do some more exploring on that. So question, Leslie, mm -hmm. um, I just don't remember. Is it, is this just an iPhone 14 thing? Or this is, this is an iOS general? 16 thing, iOS um, 16 and watch OS nine. Um, okay. so I'm on not the seeing watch, it in the phone, app, you won't, so. it'll be on the watch. Um, ah, okay. So on the watch, it will run on the Series 6 watches and later, Series 6, Series 7, Series 8. Oh, I'm on um, the cusp. You are on the cusp. <laughs> you just made it in. Congratulations. You squeezed <laughs> under the wire. And the, of course, the new uh, Apple Watch Ultra. Make it till you make it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> okay. That's interesting that it didn't like quite work for you, but I mean, it takes a little bit more play. Yeah. I, I, you know, didn't spend I a lot of time. I might actually try it. Um, I might try it because I, see how it works for me in like snow and stuff. Because mm -hmm. it could have been kind of helpful a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, you know, I never, uh, so I you totally can, forgot it was a thing. <laughs> you can get to it by um, opening the Compass app on your watch. Or if you press the power button to to turn the watch off uh, on the power off screen. Oh, yeah. Okay. I've seen the it there. Yeah, Compass I have seen it backtrack. there. Compass backtracking. Yeah. So you've got two places you can get it from you can also set your waypoints uh as a complication on your watch face and of course if you have the the new apple watch ultra you have an activity button on that watch that will allow you to set your waypoints more quickly because it's specifically designed for that this is something i didn't realize is that you can actually set the compass on your watch to either it's set by um to magnetic north by default but you can actually set it to true north 
as well by going into the the compass settings uh, in your settings app. You can see your elevation and incline. Let's see. So to go in and add a waypoint, you would uh, open the compass app and you can then go down to waypoint or I believe it says add a waypoint and tap on that. It will give you the option of labeling it as by default, it labels it as the date and time. Um, you can, of course, label it with other things. Um, they had a lot of symbols you could use, house, car, paw print, tree, leaf, um, trailhead options. They had different colors for different waypoints. You can, of course, use a little, little pin flag uh, to mark these. But if you had a bunch of different waypoints that you were setting along your path, you may want to set them as different things so that it, it's easier to know when you get to certain waypoints what that what you were marking. So it does say that compass waypoints are not an option on family setup devices, and that's where you would set up a watch for a family member through your own phone. So um, you open compass app, tap the waypoint button to add your current location as a waypoint. And then if you want to customize the label, the waypoint's name, you, you tap the date and time, which is what it names it by default. And then you can also adjust the waypoint's latitude and longitude as well. That's that's a pretty advanced feature. Of course, here's setting the color and symbol. And then you have the option of turning off show waypoint. And that will leave the waypoint in your list. But when you're looking at the compass dial visually, your waypoint will not show up on the map. That does not come across with voiceover. You also have the option of deleting waypoints. You can go into the Compass app and go to the menu, go to your list of waypoints, and then when you tap on that waypoint, you see the list of options there for you know changing the color, changing the icon that goes with it. But if you keep scrolling down to the bottom, you can delete them as well. And then, of course, the backtrack option is, like I said, you just um, start backtracking at the beginning of your trip. So it's actually recording your forward trip first, and then it gives you the option of retracing your steps. And I know I'm kind of repeating myself, but this is the area where you really need to have that precise location turned on in your compass settings. And that is going to be in your settings app on your watch. Yeah, I feel like that might be important to have on. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Is it you're not wandering too off the... You've reached your waypoint. Uh, no, I haven't. haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I actually am going to try that a little bit more and see how it works and maybe report back to our listeners when we yeah. come back in January because I think it could be really useful in the snow. And I don't know how I could, how I could totally just forget about it being <laughs> released, but yeah. I had actually forgotten about some of these things until someone mentioned it to me the other day in in things that we could talk about on the show. And I was like, oh yeah, that's right. They did they did put this on there. Yeah, it's it's quite cool. Yeah. I'm interested you'll, to see how accurate it is. You'll have to you'll have to report back the next time you go camping. You know, that's actually a really find good idea. your campsite after wandering through the woods for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually a very good if idea. if you're not on the show, we'll know. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm not here. Work. You'll know what happened. Right. <laughs> Didn't work. Still wandering yeah. around in the woods. A friend and I got quite lost um, in an area 
a few weeks ago when it was our first snowfall. And I feel like this could be really useful, maybe recording the way to the bus stop. Yeah. And, you know, worth a try. It's very, it's a very open area and there's no real de- definitive point where you need to cross or, you know, where you exactly need to be. So I feel like this could be cool. I'm going to, I'll let you guys know what I yeah. find. Give it, give it a try. So uh, to segue into getting lost, one of the other new cool features uh, that Apple has released is the ability to call 911 even when you don't have a cell signal. Um, it actually connects to a satellite and has you uh, basically sending text responses back and forth to emergency services. Of course, this requires that the emergency services you are connecting to uh, actually offers text services where you can text your emergency to them. But if not, um, it does send messages to a third party who can then relay them to emergency, the nearest emergency services. And this came up for me the other day. I just happened to notice that I had a little notification next to my settings app on the uh, on the iPhone. And it um, gave me the option of, you know, trying out um, the emergency SOS over over satellite. And so I can go to, um, I can actually, it doesn't give me that in the main settings menu now, but I can go into um, emergency SOS tested out there. And of course, I was inside when I tried this, and so I could not connect to the satellite and and test it. But it, to do the test, you have to be outside. You have to be in a clear line of sight of the sky. Um, they don't give any indication of, you know, a certain direction. Like um, I know with so- some satellites, you have to face south. You have a clear line of sight to the south. But it didn't give any indication of that as much as um, just having a clear clear view to the sky. Um, and you may have to walk around to find that, especially if you live in a in a city, um, but it can be obstructed by trees or buildings. So anyway, you can go in and test this. It's it's kind of far down the list here, it looks like. It also gives you the option of reviewing your emergency contacts and medical ID information, and it sets that up to actually remind you to review that every six months, which is kind of cool, uh, just in That's case... Nice your any medical conditions change or you need to change your emergency context just kind of reminds you to do that every so often but because this is through a satellite um, it is not actually putting you in touch uh, through voice call with someone until um, you can get to a cell signal so you would have to send texted responses but I believe it also gives you a list of potential things to say so you're not having to try to type it out you can you can just choose things from a list if i remember correctly here it is it's at the very bottom of emergency sos in settings and it says uh to try a demo and it will uh, go in and ask to turn your cellular off uh so that it connects to the satellite instead of uh through the cell tower um so i'll I'll have to try to go back out and try that uh, when I can get outside to a clear line of the of the sky and see if that works. 
some other things that that Apple is offering. Um, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes. I don't think you mentioned that this um, emergency emergency SOS via satellite is only an iPhone 14 thing. I did not. Thank you for bringing that up. I forgot that that is exclusive. I'm a to, generation behind. So much for catching. So much for slipping yeah, in. Well, <laughs> you were there with the watch, not so much with the phone. But, you know, it's, one it's, day, one day. One day. Yeah. But I just want to touch on that, that it, it's super fascinating that the technology has been built into such a small device because satellite phones are pretty big. Yeah. Um, I remember correctly. Never actually seen a satellite um, phone. So yeah, they're pretty big, and they have like a pretty big antenna on them, which would connect to the satellite. So yeah, I'm quite interested to see how this works for people out in the wild. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I will let you continue. Sorry. Well, thank I you. Got in there. Yeah, I appreciate that because I did forget that is exclusive to I uh, to the iPhone 14, and I believe to the new watches as well. I think you can. Um, yes, you can uh, yeah. do that on the Watch 8 and the Ultra as well. So a couple of years ago, Apple added the ability, uh, I believe, with the Series 5 watch, they added the ability to have fall detection. Maybe it was a uh, Series 4 for fall detection, I think. Series 4. Okay. So they added the ability to have your watch detect when you have fallen. and so it will it will give you a notification that says it looks like you may have fallen. Um, if you don't respond in a certain amount of time, it will make a very loud beeping sound and try to get your attention. And then if you still don't respond after a minute, it will call 911 and send your location via text to your emergency contacts. Well, now they have added crash detection. So if you are in a car accident, uh, your phone and watch can detect whether or not you've been in a crash and do the same thing. It can call emergency services for you if if you don't respond after a certain amount of time, which I believe is one minute, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that's I believe it is one minute. Um, so it will it will send your your uh, information again, your location to your emergency contacts. Uh, via text message and the message says, I think we talked about this last week after I, I accidentally called 911, you know, it, it sends them a message and says, Leslie's watch has contacted emergency services. She may need help or she may be in trouble. Uh, I don't remember exactly what it says, but it does give you that option. Um, of course, all of these things, you can go into emergency SO set SO settings Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> with all of these things, you can go into the emergency SOS uh, feature in settings on the phone and on the watch, and you can either enable or disable these features. I know with the fall detection on the watch, I have found that it, more often than not, it thinks I've fallen when I haven't and doesn't actually alert when I do. So. Um, I think I turned that off on my watch. I do have crash detection turned on, but it is it's turned on by default. And so far, I have not had a reason to turn that off yet. So we will see what happens. You can also set the countdown alarm 
for if you're holding the button down on your phone for too long and it's getting ready to call 911, um, you can, it will, it will make an audible noise to let you know that it's about to call 911 in, in a few seconds. Uh, so yeah, and it's a loud easy. noise. You'll know it. It is loud. Yes, you can't miss it, which is very helpful because, again, I have accidentally called 911. Yep. And even that, it's, it just gets your attention. Like, hey, you're about to call 911. Yeah, it's like, like oh, oops. I nope, need to no, let no, go no, of no, that no, button. I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Need to let go of that button. I wish you, with fall detection, I wish you could adjust the timing of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't respond after, like, 30 seconds, you know, um, I wish you could adjust it, you know, like if you're maybe a senior or you you have some mobility issues or something like that. I but think, I guess the standard is one minute. But yeah, 30 seconds is when it starts trying to get your attention saying, hey, I think you fell. You need to let me know that you're OK. And then uh, one minute is when it says, OK, you're not responding. It's time to, time for me to take over. And one minute feels like a reasonable amount of time, but I'm sure if you are laying on the ground and need help, one minute will probably feel like an eternity. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So these are just some cool new features that Apple has released with safety in mind. And that's really nice to have these options. Um, You know, hopefully you'll never need them, but it's nice to know that they're there. If you do. Absolutely. It's it's really important to have those features available. You know, it just makes our lives a little bit easier. Yeah. And Definitely even then makes me feel a little more secure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Knowing that these are there. Yeah, knowing they're available to me if I need them. Well, is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap things up for today? I just wanted to mention also quickly, we were talk just talking about fall detection. There are a lot of stuff. A lot of tools out there for seniors. If it's not an Apple Watch, it's other things. You can get bracelets. You can get like rings and stuff like that for if they fall, if they need help. So if you have somebody in your life, like I do, who may need it, uh, you know, it's definitely explore your options out there. There's some really cool stuff. And I believe there's actually a new system that's coming out that just uses, it's like a smart sensory system in your house that doesn't require somebody to wear something remember to charge it and all that sort of stuff that will you know detect if you fall or something like that it's a really new system i don't know what it's called i just heard about it so it's pretty new but it sounds really neat so maybe we'll cover that in a future episode but absolutely it's something to look out for and explore your options yeah that's all i got okay cool uh, one thing to mention, we were we were talking about, you know, deleting those recordings in your in your Google history, in your uh, a lady history. But you can actually use those to help monitor someone who lives alone. Um, if you are logged into their account, let's say they have a, an a lady and you are also logged into their a lady app, um, you can see if they've interacted with their device that day. So it, it can be used as um, a way to kind of unobtrusively check in with somebody, make sure that they're up and moving around. Um, or if you, you know, you can't reach them, you can, you could go in and see if they've used their device that day. So um, those can be useful tools as well, even though, you know, we often 
think of getting rid of them to secure our privacy. We can we can use those for good. You know, you mentioned that again, Leslie, and it reminded me that I actually did go in a couple of weeks ago and check a family member has an Echo Dot on my account. Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted to see if there was any history of him uh, maybe calling 911 when he needed to or trying to, you know, get tried to call my mom from um, from the Echo Dot because he knows he can do that. Um, and there was, I wasn't really able to access that far back. It was, I was only able to see the daily. So it was like a couple of days later when I thought about it and looked, Mm -hmm. but it's definitely, you know, if somebody in your life is, you know, um, you're supporting them in any way and you want, they're not answering their phone or whatever, you want to make sure they're okay. Um, you could definitely go take a look and see if they've interacted with the device at all or anything. So you can't, I think we've discussed this briefly before you and I, Leslie, I don't think we've mentioned it on the show. Do you know if you can call 911 from the Google home? I know you can't from the echo. You can from the echo. I don't know about the Google home. Okay. You can from the echo. Okay. Yes, I thought it was not say, a thing. A lady call for help. Okay. And it will, it will do it. I think that's fairly new. Maybe. I was going to say that must be a new thing. So. Cause I think we discussed it like maybe two years ago. Yeah. And it so. it could also be a, you know, it, it could be in the United States, but not Canada. So that, that would be. Something. Oh, valid point. Yes. Come on, Canada, get with it. <laughs> Amazon, share the love. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, not triggering anybody's devices. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, it. I believe it came out um, in the Echo year maybe a year and a half ago one of their last major updates uh, included that i believe well i will have to go explore that yep absolutely so uh we will not be doing a show in december we will not be recording in december so there will um be no show at the beginning of january but we'll be back in january hopefully with an interview um i won't go into the details of that now just in case it doesn't work out but uh we're gonna have to try to have an interview with someone about emergency services and uh, emergency response, emergency preparedness from a standpoint of uh, accessibility and inclusivity. So um, looking forward to that, if we can make it happen. In the meantime, you can find us on Facebook. Look for Hands on Safety podcast. You can find us on Twitter at hands underscore safety. And you can check out our website, www.handsonsafety.net. And of course, you can find us on any of your favorite podcast apps, Spotify, Google, Apple. Uh, we're, we're in all the places. So we look forward to bringing y'all another show in the new year. In the meantime, everyone have a uh, safe holidays, safe travels. If you're, if you're doing that, don't eat too much. If you're staying home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Everybody um, enjoy your holiday season. If you celebrate any holidays and as of, as of this day that uh, this podcast is being recorded, we're, uh, the Twitter is still alive. So we're <laughs> <laughs> still alive. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> As of November 20th, 2022, Twitter is still alive. <laughs> awesome. So follow us on the 
on the socials and uh, everybody take care of yourselves. All right. Take care, everyone. Bye, guys. Bye.